Support for this podcast comes from PulseM. Improving your online presence just got easier. PulseM is the number one reputation management platform built for home services. Address your customers in real time with industry-leading field management software that makes it easy to ramp up your online presence and increase customer loyalty. We focus on how many reviews your business receives and how much that impacts your bottom line. For more information, text PMSGI to 70402 or visit try.pulsem.me slash partner slash SGI. That's PMSGI to 70402 or try.pulsem.me forward slash P-A-R-T-N-E-R forward slash S-G-I. Welcome to Successful Contractor, powered by Success Group International, a show for residential contractors about residential contractors. We chronicle business journeys, share insights, and celebrate successes in this wonderful industry. I'm your host, Bob Houch. Hello there, SGI family and other contractor friends. I'm so thankful you're here. As a reminder, all episodes of the Successful Contractor Show are available on YouTube as well as your podcast player of choice. Also, if you're a non-member interested in learning more about SGI and how we can help your business grow both on the top and bottom line, while also becoming a part of the contracting industry's largest network of contractors, we're having Profit Day seminars in Lansing, Michigan, Atlanta, Georgia, Little Rock, Arkansas, Nashville, Tennessee, and Salt Lake City, Utah. Give us a call at 866-299-8505 to attend. SGI members in those markets, if you'd like to come and share with everyone your experiences, your story with the group, give your coach a call. We'd greatly appreciate your help. Today's show is another SGI Crown Champion feature. As a reminder, SGI Crown Champions are salespeople and technicians who've achieved a tremendous amount of success in the calendar year. To be a Crown Champion in HVAC and roofing, you must have sold more than $1.5 million. In electrical and plumbing, you must have sold and installed more than $500,000. Today's crown champion is Charles Dozman of Wirenut Home Services in Colorado Springs, Colorado. As a service tech, Charles sold almost $2 million in residential repairs and replacement systems last year. I caught up with him at our SGI Expo about four or five weeks ago. Uh, as you'll see, Charles is a high-energy, engaging guy. When you meet him, you feel like you've known him for years. He's naturally likable. He just connects with you. Uh, and as you watch and, and listen and learn Charles and, and know his story, you'll see he's a veteran of the HVAC world. He's been doing this close to 30 years and much of that in residential service. Uh, before moving to Colorado, he worked for Milestone and also another large successful contractor in the Dallas-Fort Worth market. So he's trained and trained and trained. Uh, in fact, today he trains maintenance one technicians for WireNet, in addition to being a rock star in the field. It's through all that training where you find why Charles is, is successful. It's, it's his process. Now, I'm not sure if there's ever such a thing as perfecting a process, but if so, Charles is pretty close to it. He knows how to react to each situation in the home. He knows how to communicate with a homeowner. He knows how to deliver exceptional service. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Charles Dozman of WireNet Home Services in Colorado Springs, Colorado. I hope you enjoy it and take away another two. Charles, thank you so much for taking some time with me today. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, for those who haven't had the pleasure of meeting you, could you kind of share with everyone your name, uh, your company name, and where you guys are located at? Charles Dozman. I'm with WireNut Home Services. We're out of Colorado Springs, Colorado. Very good. Now, we're talking for a very good reason. You had a fantastic year last year. Go ahead and brag on yourself a little bit. What did you end up doing last year in terms of revenue? Uh, I think I was just 10000 short of $2 million. Oh, um, nice. 
which was my goal, two million. It was very disappointing to be that close and not make it, but that's where I ended my year at. Very good. And you are a selling technician, so you're not a sales comfort advisor or salesperson as we call it. You, well, you're the selling tech. My business card says service technician. Service technician. Yes, very sir. good. That's very my good. that's my key responsibility is service. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, want to get into what you do on a day-to-day -day basis. Before we do that, I always love learning people's stories and how they got into this industry. So how about you? How did you end up getting into the HVAC world? Um, my mom actually got me into this really? uh, industry. Yeah, I was a high school dropout, mm -hmm. uh, sitting on my mom's couch, eating her food and soaking up her electricity <laughs> in the hot Texas summer. <laughs> and uh, she worked for a gas station. She was a manager at a uh, Diamond Shamrock gas okay. station. And right down the street, they were building an elementary school. It was Pleasant Grove Elementary. Yeah. And anybody and everybody that came in with a hard hat on, she she said, please hire my son. <laughs> put, put him to work, right, Bob? Yeah, that's funny. And uh, it happened to be one of the HVAC uh, installers there for a company called DFI. And uh, they said, well, send him up here. We need some, we need some labor. Yeah. And that's how it started. That's how it started. That was 20, 28 years ago. 28 years ago. So uh, let's see. So you started as a, as a helper, right? And then at some point you, you know, learned enough of the trade to, to become a service technician. Well, I started out as a pookie man. <laughs> a pookie man? Pookie man. That's, that was, a, that's a new one for me. Okay, that was what my is that? title. That's, well, you, you, you show up at 8 a.m. and you grab a bucket of mastic sealant yeah. and a chip brush and you seal ductwork all day long. Oh man. And so anytime they need you, they just holler down the hall, Pookie man. <laughs> and, and, and you respond to that. That's, that's your job. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I worked my way up into, uh, cutting ductwork for the hangers mm -hmm. and then actually becoming a duct hanger and then, uh, went back to college. Oh, okay. After my first son was born and, uh, uh, learning how to work on the equipment itself. And that's when I moved into residential. Okay, so you, that's when you moved transition to residential service Correct. replacement. Um, now, I know <clears throat> we, you've worked for some of the large companies in the Dallas, Fort Worth area uh, that obviously know how to teach you guys how to communicate and sell and all that stuff. Bef were there other stops before you got to those larger companies? Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. I worked for several smaller companies. I even own my own company. Really? Point. Yeah. Okay. How long? How long would you do that? My own? Yeah. Uh, close to six years. Really? Climate oh. control. There you go. Heating and air. Yeah. Out of Whitesboro, Texas. That yeah. was my company for almost six years. Yeah. And uh, what, what did you learn as a business owner in this industry? Delegate. Yeah. That's very important. Yeah. Um, I was like a, a large part of the uh, uh, statistics where you start a company and you run yourself in the ground and give right. up. Um, you have to hire people that can run things for you and sure. that you can delegate authority to management. And I did not do that. Sure. That's sure. why after six years, I was, I was begging for something else. Yeah. Yeah, and just not have to worry about that. Kind of focus on the job and taking care of yourself at that right, point. Right, right. Yeah. And my family. And your and family, for sure. Else. Yeah, because let's say, yeah, you, you've got a big family, right? Let's go ahead and, and give them a shout out. So if you said four, four awesome kids, right? Four kids, three boys and a daughter, and then my my amazing wife, Christy, yeah. who uh, 
who keeps me in line and, and makes sure that every day I'm ready to go. That's fantastic. It is. <laughs> so, all right. So when you were, all, so pretty much you were always as a service technician at that point. Yes. And then, and then you had a neat story you shared with me off camera on how you ended up in Colorado. Kind of share with uh, that with everyone that's watching. Listen. Um, well, we were out there on vacation, uh, Castle Rock, which is just a little north of where we live now. Mm -hmm. And uh, <clears throat> my wife asked one morning if it would be nice to live there. And me not understanding the uh, weight of her question, <laughs> right, the gravity that was involved in it. And I said, yeah, I think it would be very nice. And within a year, we, we were moving back up there. She was asking me if we were selling the house and what we're going to do. And she was already planning things while I just really thought it was a question in passing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, within a year, we had uh, – sold everything we had in Texas and made our move up there. Wow, that's that's a big that's a big change. It's a huge jump. Yeah, normally people are going to Texas, you know, you can kind of <laughs> switch it up. But Colorado's a hot spot too. I know it's just growing like a weed as well. It um, is. It is. So how did you decide? I mean, obviously you are in demand. I mean, there's 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 a lack of technicians in just about every trade, but mm -hmm. the HVAC in particular, lots of good companies that I know of in in the you know, Colorado, the state, Denver metro area. How did you decide on, on the wire nut? We, we went up there about three months before we moved up there and checked out several uh, air conditioning heating companies, yeah. uh, just trying to find a place where I would feel comfortable or put an application in. And uh, I remember uh, them taking me through wire nut, giving a little tour of the place while I was uh, <clears throat> interviewing them sure right sure and uh i walked into a room and it said win 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 across the back wall yeah and i came from milestone out of dallas texas and yeah. uh win 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 was a huge part of their culture yeah uh it's it's something that's inviting to a technician you know when you're on a sgi company or a win 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 is their motto that they're going to care about you because one of those wins is for me yeah and uh and I mentioned that. I was like, win, win, win. And they're like, oh, yeah. And they went off about the whole SGI thing. And I said, <laughs> yeah. okay, I'll, I'll put in my name here. Ah, that's great. That's, <laughs> that's great. So who did you talk to? Did you talk to Jonathan or Trent Warren or? and John Post. Okay. Very good. Very good. So I'm sure they were. Warren Peacock. I'm sorry. Yeah. I bet that once they saw the resume, they were excited to have you. So <laughs> they, they called me pretty quick. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 And so that's been how many years? Five in August. Five years. Five years. Very good. Very good. So, well, let's. I'd love to talk about what you do on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, what now? What most mostly types of calls do you get? Do they give certain ones to you? You're dispatched to. I mean, you're not just doing, you know, tune-ups on new systems. I flush water heaters all day, every day, Bob. <laughs> yeah. No, um, I'm a service technician. Is yeah. my job title according to my business cards um, but they send me on things that are older um, what they consider more of a priority call sure. um, same day no heats no cools anything over 10 years old yeah you know potential uh, uh, problems uh, that need somebody that know what they're doing sure sure now as you, as you're you're dispatched the call and, and you're driving um, what do you do to prepare for it I mean is this reading the notes 
Do you do any kind of you know search on the the customer? I know I do. some. Do you, I know uh, some guys that do Facebook looking stuff for stuff? Well, or? I'm not a Facebook. Guy. Okay, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. have that, but I do check Zillow, check the square footage of the home, how long they've been in the home. Yeah. Um, check our history, how many times we've been out there. If, sure. If they've been a customer before or not. Yeah. Uh, just whatever leads I can do to find out about the home I'm going to. Right, right. Do you do any, I mean, you you're, you seem like a, an upbeat guy, you know, but do you do anything to kind of get yourself in the right mental mindset? You know, say you didn't sell something. Music. Music, yeah. Music. Well, is there something you like to listen to in particular? Uh, depends on the day of the week. Yeah. Uh, some days I'll listen to very hard metal. Yeah. Uh, Slayer. <laughs> there Pantera, you go. Just, cra- just like- crank it up. Yes. Uh, and then some days will be gangster rap. I don't <laughs> I don't know why it's so different on both ends, but those are my two go-tos. Yeah, well, gets the blood moving, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I'll, the point. Yeah, for sure. I like that. All right, so you roll up to the customer's house. You you get out. You knock on the door. You know, they, they greet you. They let you in. Um, you know, we got to start making that relationship, right? I'm, I'm sure yes. they're not always happy either because if you got no... no you know, no heat, and it's it's uh, 15 degrees outside. They're not cheering. Or zero, yeah. Or zero, right? So, what? How do you um, how do you handle those, those that that interaction to kind of start building a relationship, a friendship? You know, I mean, what there are certain things you know, compliments or you know, just open ended questions to get to to know them a little bit, or how do you handle it? I, I start on the phone call. Okay. Uh, for me and my. Thought process, uh, first impression starts with the courtesy call. Yeah. So on my courtesy call, hey, Bob, I'm Charles Dozeman. I'm on the way. I'll see you in 30 minutes. Yeah. Hey, uh, on my way there, can I stop and get you some coffee or a breakfast sandwich? Oh, wow. And okay. uh, that that breaks any ice. For sure. Uh, either they're going to say, yeah, I would like this or that, or no, but really, thanks for offering. Yeah. And uh, and then, of course, once I knock on the door, I take a few feet back and I turn to the side. And sure. when they open, I always say, I'm here to take care of your whatever, furnace, air conditioner. And uh, and, it, and it really helps to have that breakfast sandwich and coffee. And, I bet and, it does, yeah. But that's how I start mine. That's great. That's great. So when, when you're in, you know, when you're in the foyer or living room or whatever, what kind of questions are you asking to learn about the situation, to learn about them? Are there certain things you like to ask all the time? I do, but I, I don't do it in the entryway. We we okay. usually find a, a countertop or a table to sit at. Okay. And uh, I'll start there. I use the comfort survey. As oh, you far. do? Very good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, depending on the call, if, if it's a, a quote for air conditioning or furnace or things like that, I always start with what's important to them. Sure. I want to know what they're looking for while they're shopping around and yeah yeah but other than that we always sit down somewhere and just just talk get to know each other before i even i even start with anything Mm -hmm. do you do you like to try and i mean get to know the customer i mean you notice things in the home you ask about and just you know natural conversation i mean yeah well it's every home is different but it's all natural i try not to be uh uh or I try to be organic, you yeah, know. Non-forced. I try, yeah, yeah, non-forced. But yeah. everybody's different, you know. You got a nice car. We're going to talk about it. Sure. Whatever's going on in the, the home. Yeah. But uh, I always like to uh, start the call. That's that's how I gain control. Right. Though I don't like them running off. The furnace is over there. Get yeah. after it. So. Yeah. So what do you do in that? You, you <clears throat> say a D personality guy who's uh, 
you know, maybe, oh, I got a call or I've got to do this or that. And you go over well, here like Bob, yeah. as a point of clarification, mm -hmm. I'm here to do such and such, whatever the call is. And that means I'll be doing, uh, going through your furnace or whatever is the situation. Um, and once I explain what I'm there for and why, what they're paying for, it, can we start sitting at your table so we can do the paperwork or the countertop or somewhere and I try to get them localized and sitting okay. down with me so we can start that okay that rapport that that conversation sure now using the comfort survey are there certain answers to certain questions you're really honing in on because I know there's like 13 questions or so are they all important or are there certain ones that you know that you kind of listen to more than others well they're all important sure um Maybe what they prioritize. That's what it's all about, is right. to find out what their hot spots are, what their concerns are, what they want different yeah. or to improve in their home. Sure. Um, and that's that's why I ask those questions, because yeah. without that, I don't know where to, where to proceed or how to go forth. Sure. So you fill out the comfort survey, and then what's your next step? To go take a look at the system? Yeah, well, okay. start with the thermostat. The thermostat, that's right, the yeah. thermostat. Yeah, yeah. yeah, in my line, that's where we start is the right. thermostat. But I always start there, and, and that just gives us more time, me and uh, Mr. Smith, yeah, time to hang out. And right. then he shows me around the house. We go to the breaker panel next, the attic next, uh, any crawl spaces or access to under the home, and yeah. then the equipment. Okay. Now, do you do you ask for the homeowner to come with you, or do you, you know... He's it, guiding me. He's guiding you. Yes. Okay. I've never been there before. It's, right. It's his home, and he's the... He's the guide, so I've right. got to ask him, hey, where's your breaker panel next, and how do we get under your house, and sure. where do you change your filters, where's your equipment? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's all on him. What do you, now, what do you, is there anything you say in particular when you're at the thermostat to, you know, educate them about the thermostat or their home or mm. anything? Are you just kind of looking at it, and you're just making a nice casual conversation the whole way? I asked two questions at the thermostat. Yeah. Um, is this where you normally keep the thermostat set? And yeah. uh, may I turn the system on? Okay. I want to hear it operate before I even get involved in it. Sure, sure. And then when you go to the breaker, it, breaker panel, anything you say in particular? Or you just, yes. Yeah, what, what do you say at that point? Why don't you have surge protection? Ah, very nice. Bob, don't you understand that you need it? I, I got all those things plugged in everywhere. <laughs> don't those do it enough, Charles? I thought that was fine. No. Yeah. But yeah, that's my question. Yeah. Why don't you have surge protection? Yeah. Well, how do you explain? Because, you know, like I'm a, a normal homeowner. I, I really don't have the uh -huh. idea what the value or what that is. I, like I said, I've, I've got power strips. Isn't that enough? So well, how do you explain what whole house surge protection is and what the value is in it? There's a, there's a script that yeah. I use, and uh, it explains surge protection, the warranties, the benefits. But the main key is that I touch on what it does for you yeah. as a homeowner, how it protects all your equipment, the warranties involved with it to where if something does go wrong, you get paid back for that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I try to paint a picture to where it's to where you want it, right. and you're asking me why you don't have it yourself. Well, I don't know why I don't have it. <laughs> right. What, what can we do to fix that? Right, right. You're not trying to close them on that at that point. You're just oh, planting no. the bug the bug right yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't want to. They ask prices. They ask this and that. And I go, well, we can talk about that later. I don't try to close any sales at all. Okay. All right, very good. How about, you know, in the comfort survey we talk about, does anyone have allergies or asthma and stuff like that? When do you start kind of 
Do you at any point in between talk about IAQ or do you kind of wait towards the end when yeah. you start presenting options? Everything's at the end. Okay, everything's at the My end. My process or what I'm trying to do at that point, Bob, is one, get a feel for what's important to them. Sure. And then I try to uh, uh, just know where to go from there because they'll give me all the answers I need. If, if you just listen to them, they'll tell you exactly what they want to yeah. buy. Yeah. or what they need in their home. Once you finally get to the furnace, what's your, your process? I mean, do you, do you like to try and educate the homeowner of what you're looking at and seeing? Or like, what's the conversation like? Or do you just still prefer to, to kind of keep it casual? Or, or, or what do you prefer to do? I go straight to work. You go straight to work, okay. Once we get to the equipment, yeah. um, Bob, I'm going to start my service call now if you'd like to stay and watch you may if not that's fine too okay. and then i just go straight to work okay um figuring out why i'm there and what we can do to fix it right now when you see it there's a you know you find out what the problem is or whatever do you, do you bring the homeowner back and, and try and show them or, or what, what do you do i always always bring them back i yep. never like to show pictures off my tablet okay okay i don't like that yeah uh i think it's better if the homeowner they don't know me. Right. I mean, I could tell them anything, and a lot of people don't trust us anyway because we're technicians. Sure. <clears throat> That's my mentality anyway. Right. But uh, I would prefer them trust their own eyes and their own common sense than what my tablet says. Right. That's interesting. Well, how do you how do you explain, you know, what, what's what's going on? Like, it's just, I don't know, what's a common repair in a furnace that you always run into? Uh, I'm a non-technical guy. Blower motors. So blower motors. So leaking blow oil. All right. Grease. So, so a blower motors leaking grease. How do you explain why, why that's an issue or what that does? Or you just, hey, this is the issue. What do you, What's that conversation like? Um, so this is your blower motor from your indoor system. And it's overheated at least once. And the evidence is right here in the grease. And I'll just do a little swipe and show them on my hand yeah. and do a little little move of the, the the blower motor so they can see it for themselves yep. and you know let them know that this came from the factory with a sealed grease pack and mm. when it does overheat that that grease will liquefy the seal will pop and the grease drains out and uh ask them if they've ever thought about driving their car around with no oil in the motor mm. and what would happen if that happens oh, and i uh, get them to involve uh what's key for me in my process is uh, asking questions, right? Get it, keeping them involved. I, I don't like just uh, what I call show up and throw up. <laughs> where I just, I just give them all the technical data. Yeah. I let them tell me what's going on. Right. And it's bad because there's grease, and I, I don't want it that way. Mm -hmm. And most of the time, they won't even let me reinstall the blower motor back into the furnace. They'll say, well, "No, no, no, Charles, let's get this fixed while it's out." Okay. So it's, it's just very key to establish the need for everything. Support for this podcast comes from Synchrony. Are your customers reluctant to share their personal financial information with your sales team? Help eliminate any customer concerns by allowing them to apply for financing using their personal device with Synchrony's direct-to-device technology. This completely paperless process not only saves time, it helps reduce input error and frees your sales representative to handle other tasks. Customers can apply using Direct2Device through a secure email sent to their device or by scanning a custom QR code. For more information on Direct2Device and how to get set up, call your Synchrony sales team at 
888-888-9803 or visit toolbox.syf.com. Welcome back to the show. I'm talking with Charles Dozeman of WireNet Home Services in Colorado Springs, Colorado. We've discussed Charles' background, how he establishes a connection with homeowners, conducts a comfort survey, gains control of the call, gets homeowners to think about whole house surge and a bunch more, and we have a ways to go. Charles is going to share how he flips the conversation from a repair to replacement. We discuss how he builds and discusses options, what he says about WireNut to distinguish the company from the competition, how he handles objections, and so much more. So let's jump back into my conversation with Charles Dozeman of WireNut Home Services in Colorado Springs, Colorado. So we, you know, you figured out what the repair issue is. Um, I guess it's time to maybe right start building some options, whether it's mm-hmm. a repair or a replacement. What, what talk about your process? Is it you're writing out stuff, or or how do you, you know, what do you do next? Do you typically then just write out options or I use do. the tablet? Okay. Well, by that time, by the time I brought them down, I've already uh, established a list of things that need to be done. done. Yeah. And uh, so once I bring them down and I explain everything that's going on that I found, my full report, yeah. uh, then I'll bring out my list and say, this is what needs to be done, you know? Yeah. What do we want to do? I always ask for the sale, right? Yeah. And uh, uh, at that point, I just let them tell me what needs to be done. Yeah. I never offer equipment. I always let them ask about it. Really? Yeah. Okay, interesting. So say I'm looking at $1,800 worth of repairs and it's a 15-year-old system. You know, you're not going to say, hey, Bob, I mean, this thing. No, really. I'm okay. a service technician, Bob. I got no problem fixing your furnace. Yeah, yeah, but you, you don't you don't say, hey, but you know, for this kind of money to sink into an older system, it might maybe it makes more sense to to invest in the newer one. People are smart. They're yeah. savvy. Yeah. Um, so even if they do sign off on eighteen hundred dollars worth of repairs, yeah. Before I get back down to that equipment from my truck with parts in my hands, they've already reconsidered and okay. Hey, uh, Charles, out of curiosity, what's a new furnace cost? Is that right? So really, that, that you don't have to push it much. People, I, I don't push it. Yeah. I, I, that, I used to do that. Yeah. I used to say, hey, you got $2,000 in repair, Bob. Your furnace is 18 years old. What about just replacing it instead of dumping 2000 This thing's 18 years old. I mean, come on. Let's yeah, do right. something different. Right. And... Um, you just don't like doing that anymore. The results are way better when I don't do that. Interesting. Because, yeah. because it's it, Now it's your idea. It's, a, uh, it's not yeah. mine. Right. I'm not a pushy salesman trying to sell equipment. Right. I'm a service technician trying to do repairs. Right, right. And so when they when you're walking back with the parts, they go, they stop and go, you know what, let's, let's talk about those other options. Yes. Okay. And I always go, why would you want to replace it? <laughs> okay. Yeah, and you and then you let them verbalize. I well, let them tell me why. Yeah. Okay. Once again, it's important to understand where their process, their thought process is, where they're standing mentally. Sure. So that I can engage them the right way. I, right. I don't know them. Right. And without asking them questions, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna figure it out. Yeah, I like that a lot. Okay. So then they say, you know, boy, that's a lot of money. You know, we're gonna we're, we're, this is our forever home. We're not moving. I mean, I think it just makes sense to. Let's talk, what, what is a new complete system? So what do you do then? Do you have write-out options for a complete system? Are those preset at wire nut? Or, or do you guys sit down and go through a presentation book? We don't have, I don't, I don't have a presentation book. I'm not a salesman. Yeah. Um, service technician. But everything is on a standard price manual in our tablet. Yeah. 
um, whenever they in get me to talk about prices for equipment. Yeah. Um, do you like to sit down? Like, hey, let's well, let's well, go sit down and talk about first it. First thing I do is completely agree with them and understand. I, I empathize with where they're at, and I say, I get it. You know, parts are expensive, and yeah. right now they're hard to come by because of COVID and everything. Sure. Um, but what's right for you will not be right for your neighbor and vice versa. Yeah. So give me about 20 or 30 minutes. I need to do some measurements and figure out what will go into your home. Sure. And I have the homeowner go with me and we measure Together, everything. everything. Yeah. Duck work, square footage, uh, whatever we need to for the heat load calculation. Yeah. And then at that point, I come up with four four options. Four options. Okay. And the whole time, you're you're, you're just building additional rapport. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you just you just find common ground. I'm guessing that's what you what you like to do. And well, by that time, we're best friends. <laughs> we're best friends. Yeah. They're telling me about their kids or grandkids, and yeah, I've got coffee and yeah you already brought them a sandwich they're full yeah you know and now they're reciprocating that and right. i've got coffee or a soda or yeah. whatever they're they're offering yeah. and you always say yes if they offer you something yes oh, oh yeah. absolutely yeah absolutely yeah that's even great. some things i pour out in the backyard but i still say yes yes yeah yeah of course that's funny <laughs> <laughs> all right so you, so you sit down with your four options what are the core ways that they they differentiate from say the highest to the lowest you know, maybe let's say for let me back up for a minute. Say I, I'd say, yeah, you know, I do have allergies and I sneeze all the time. You know, and you, I mentioned that early on. Mm -hmm. What do you say at this point when you have your options? You, I'm sure you have IAQ built in there. Absolutely. Okay. And I always start out with the top package, the high dollar one. Sure. And and I always keep bringing back up what you told me earlier, mm -hmm. Bob. You mentioned uh, little Sarah who has problems in the winter, her nose dries out. Sure. This package has the HEPA filtration, the humidification, mm -hmm. has everything that's gonna take care of that. Mm -hmm. My biggest thing, and I learned this last year at the SGI award, is to paint a picture. Mm -hmm. And it's to tell the whole story, not just the beginning and the middle, but at the end, once we've got everything in, how it's gonna benefit them in their home. Right. And uh, that's my process. I always start with the largest and then work down Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. which is once again something different I do uh, yeah I used to do it completely reversed really yeah start with the base model and go up yeah okay I was I was selling out of my own pocket right <laughs> <laughs> well yeah I mean the other way you're taking stuff away versus adding on right it's a huge difference yeah yeah people don't like things being taken, taken away that's right yeah they uh sure and you can just see it in the face and they well, I really want that. I didn't even know what that was 20 minutes ago but I really want it yeah. now <laughs> you, you can fix what we were talking about earlier yeah, yeah. we can and right. this is the solution right it's gonna feel great you're gonna come in it's yeah. going to be a huge difference. Your neighbors are going to compliment you and <laughs> your, your kids are going to love you more. It's, you know, <laughs> you got you to gotta paint the ending of that yeah. story. Yeah. What are other some core differences between your top option and the lower? Is it just warranties or, or anything else? Warranties. Warranties. Uh, what comes with it. Our packages are built out with uh, mm -hmm. uh, extras as far as humidification, filtration, okay. IAQ. Uh, parts with the equipment and then when you get down to the base model it's it's just a plug-and-play yeah it's, it's just a piece of equipment right and is that what you say to them at that that base yeah oh it's just a it's just you a know what this is something we're gonna kick in place and plug up and good luck to you but yeah yeah you'll, you'll be warm don't get <laughs> me wrong but right. uh, 
It's not going to fix anything else that you were telling me about earlier. Okay, very good. All right, so you show me the four options, mm -hmm. and then I'm sure it's just, you know, you're, you're watching, right? Waiting for the reaction. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, let's, if I go, boy, Charles, I, you know, I thought it was going to be a couple hundred dollar repair when I had you come out, and now you're telling me, you know, $16,000 mm -hmm. for, you know, a mid, one of the middle, I, I don't know, this is a lot of money. I don't know if I can afford this. What do you, what do you say to people that start spinning out on, on cost? very important once again to ask questions okay um bring them back in yeah. um what are you comparing this to mm. you know um you say it's expensive but what are we comparing this to mm -hmm. um i understand you just thought it would probably be a couple of hundred dollars but you, you understand it's 18 years old right yeah i mean we can definitely go back to the repairs right Go back to that option. There's your $4,000 to get you through the rest of the winter, and I promise it will. Yeah. You know, and uh, just give them a, a comparison. We can go this way. We can go that way. You know, let me see you in 20 years instead of three times in the next two years. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, it, usually it always boils down to money. Sure. So uh, I try to always offer them a monthly payment okay. schedule. Okay. Yeah, I was going to ask about financing. What what are pro what financing product do people really seem to to drift towards? I mean, I'm sure you guys have a couple options. We do. The two most popular ones is our 12 months uh, deferred interest okay. program. There's okay. no monthly payments due. You just have to pay it off in 12 months. Okay. And people love that. They don't like being scheduled each month. Yeah. Five six hundred dollars. I just I just need a year to pay it off. Yeah. We can do that. Yeah. Uh, the other one is sixty months at seven six point nine nine percent. Oh, okay. That's yeah. not terrible. No, yeah. it's not. And yeah. when you're looking at two hundred dollars a month, yeah, that sixteen thousand dollars is very digestible. It's yeah. it's a lot easier to take in. Do you do you? Sh I'm sure you guys show the finance price. When you're showing the options, is that it's always on the bottom of every one of my sheets, whether yeah. it's a repair, replacement, whatever. Mm -hmm. I've got my options for whatever work we're going to do, and then at the very bottom, monthly payment. And now, is your do you actually write out your options and all that, or do yes. you use a tablet? Okay, you still like to use paper. Oh, I do. Yeah, I've yeah. been doing this a long time, Bob. I don't. <laughs> Twenty-eight years, I still use paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, but some people are, are moving away from it. But I know some people like they feel like it's more personal. So, but that's good to hear what you like. It yeah. is more personal, and more homeowners are receptive to sitting down with me in my little yellow legal tablet than they are with my my digital tablet, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. For that's sure. why I drag them down and show them everything. That's why I write everything out. It's all about that. Mm -hmm. I want I want to hang out with you, Bob. I don't want to I don't want us to look at our Facebook page together. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I understand. That's interesting. How about those people like? You know, I just maybe I just feel like this is a big expense. Mm -hmm. I I feel like I you know I was growing up. I said you should always get three bids. You, you know? should. You know. So what do you what do you say to people like oh boy I re I feel like maybe I should get another bid. I, I I agree with you, Bob. You should you should probably get three or four more bids. Okay. You should bring as many people in and out of your house as you can. Have them dragging all across your carpet their tools and their boots just like I did today and spending two three hours with you or more <laughs> having you walk all over the house and look at everything and and just making a muck of things and getting you really confused and 
You that, paint the picture. That's that's a, <laughs> definitely something you should do. That's the way I've been doing this a long time, and that's the way everybody used to do it. I yeah. know. I remember that process, Bob. It's a lot different now. I mean, most people use reviews on the internet, and they check out the company okay. before they invite them to their house. But yeah. I mean, if you still want to do it the old school way and drag Pete and Bob through your home, then you do that. Yeah. 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 You know, you brought that up, and I didn't ask earlier. When do you talk about why or not, and and what a great company it is, and and or do you not try to sell the company, you know, or, or is that just coming natural conversation? Oh, I've been with why or not for five years, and, and yeah, you it's, know, it's natural. It's just natural. It what just what do you, what do you say about the company to kind of distinguish itself? Um, I love my company. Mm -hmm. Wirenut Home Services is a great company. Uh, they're a big family company. It's locally owned and operated by Trent Urban, who puts a lot of his uh, revenue back into us mm -hmm. as employees so that I can get extra education, more skills, and I'm at my peak when I show up in your home so that I mm -hmm. know everything I need to know to take care of you today, mm -hmm. Bob. Mm -hmm. um, he's made sure of that. Yeah. We've got over 30,000 happy reviews online. Yeah. We won the Better Business Bureau's highest award, their accolade, the uh, Excellence in Customer Service, for seven times. No other company in the country's ever done that. Yeah. And uh, there's a reason why we're getting all these compliments and pats on the backs. And uh, I'm just here to give you that five-star service. Oh, I like that. Is that all right with you? That sounds pretty good, Charles. Yeah. <laughs> good. All right. So you to to jump back to the situation where I, I, you're deflecting, uh, you know, the idea of, of getting additional bids. You know, maybe sometimes people just need to breathe for a second, right? I mean, do you, I get do you, that a lot. Do you step away? I do. Or, or okay. So yeah. So what do you you know what do you do? You say, hey, I'll just be back in five minutes. Let me take a look at stuff. Or how do you handle that? Well, it usually starts with I I need to think about this. Yeah. I completely understand, Bob. This is a big decision. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad you said you want to think about it. I haven't talked to my wife all day. She's probably worried to death about me. We have a good, close co relationship. Yeah. So I'm going to step outside. I'm going to call her. Yeah. Um, spend 30, 45 minutes telling her what my day is like and how much I love her. And uh, when you need me, just wave at me and I'll come back in. Okay. Very good. And I feel you, what most of the time, they, they'll, they'll move forward at that point. Oh, yeah. yeah they if just, they give me the opportunity to go outside and call my wife, yeah. then we're moving forward. Okay. If they're like, you know what, I need 24 hours or <laughs> six days or I got to call Willie in Minnesota <laughs> and see what he thinks about this, Sure. then that's that's something different. But sure. if they're like, yeah, give me a few minutes, yeah. then I know we're moving forward. Okay. All right. Now, what if they do say... Well, can I, you know, I don't know. They just, they, they're stonewall you. And, you know, and, and they go, I really do need a, a 24 hours or a week. What, what, do you, what do you do at that point? Do you, do you say, okay, can I call you? I do. Okay. What, yeah. I do. There is a point in time where I'm not a salesman, so I'm not a pushy sure. guy. Yeah. When right. they just keep telling me over and over and over they need space, they need time, great. Yeah. Bob, when's a good time to call you back tomorrow? Yeah. I'm up at six o'clock. When do you get up? Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. I, I'll, I'll check back in with you. I'll see how it's going. Yeah. If you want, I'll show up when Chuck and the truck is here and, and we'll walk through this together with him. Yeah. You and me will, will, will lead him around and show him what he needs to look at. Yeah. 
it's whatever. Sure. Yeah. Do you, I know in your role, maybe this doesn't have much. Do you, do you ever face other bids, or you know, where you have say, hey, I had someone out before. Okay, so you you do uh, go on like just marketed leads. Mm. Okay. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. What do you what do you how do you handle those those guys? Boy, you you, you guys are twenty thousand. This one this guy's going to do it for seventeen five. You I mean, get what you pay for, Bob. Mm -hmm. It's it's that simple. You yeah. get what you pay for. And if I can't show them a difference between me and who was there before me, they're not going to buy from me anyway. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, I check breaker boxes, I check attic insulation value, I check the crawl space uh, for insulation and encapsulation, I check the size of the ductwork, I measure the home, I do everything, and yeah. I do that to show the difference. Yeah. Plus, you brought him a breakfast sandwich, and I brought him breakfast and coffee yeah. <laughs> and coffee. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, so. and a good and good ones too. Exactly. Not just not just cheapo stuff. Oh no, <laughs> no, they get the good stuff. Yeah. All right. So so let's say I go. You know what, Charles? I like you. I'm gonna go ahead and go forward today. Is there anything you do to kind of like make me, you know, to avoid cancellations, right? So is there anything to kind of warm, make me feel warm and fuzzy as you're off, going out the door and doing anything? Do you have a little routine or anything you do? Uh. Myself, I usually just let them know that they're going to get an email okay. um, asking for a review for my performance. Okay. And I ask them to take a few minutes to, to just, just leave an honest review for me. Mm -hmm. But as a trainer, I do tell people that are more pushy and they do have uh, cancellations to spend that time with them. Uh, let the homeowner know that they're probably going to talk to a neighbor or a friend or a family member who's going to say, oh, well, I got a furnace for $4,000. Yeah. Well, it's a lot different than what you're getting, Bob. You're getting humidification. You're getting IAQ. You're getting, you're getting things besides just a furnace. Yeah. And you chose that. Yeah. So when you hear people talk about things are cheaper, that's because they're cheaper and you're not. <laughs> so you bring it up right there. Yes. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't there's nothing worse than you go and order everything, pull permits, you're already talking to your install manager how this is gonna go and what he needs to relay to the installers. Yeah. And then that morning of the install, hey, you know, Frank called in and, and canceled that job. Oh yeah, yeah. So you, you've learned to get to, to avoid that at all costs. Absolutely. Do you have any? Do you get cancellations much? I'm, I'm guessing probably not. Maybe every once in a while. I probably get three or four a year. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What do you What do you do? Do you do anything? Do you try to? I call get, them. Call them back. I call them. Yeah. Yeah. I try to go sit down and have breakfast with them. Oh, is that right? Oh yeah. <laughs> I want back in the house. I want to know why. Yeah. Um, why or not has a very strict policy. It's a, a cancellation fee for restocking and. The whole paperwork process and everything that went into setting up that job if you cancel and it's very clear and it's something that we let every homeowner know no, when wow. they sign a contract yeah. that if you do cancel there is a processing fee for cancellations yeah and i don't i don't usually by the time that they've bought something we have a pretty good relationship and sure. i don't want my friend wasting his money mm. so i'm trying to get back to talk to him i want to go sit down with her whatever the situation sure. and uh, uh, let them know, hey, there's no reason to waste this money. Yeah. And it's usually always about price. Right, right. They've heard. Somebody said something, yeah. <laughs> neighbor did it for by himself and got it cheaper or yeah. they hired 
who knows in a truck. And yeah. Yeah. That's that's what it always boils down to. Right. And very interesting. All right, just kind of in wrapping up, um, what what is your why? Like what motivates you every day? I mean, you're a positive guy. You came in here all smiles. Like what drives you drives you just to, I mean, it's a tough job, right? You it's, it's mentally and physically. Yes, a hundred percent. So yeah. how are you able, you know, say you get a homeowner just a pain in the buns and it's like, you know, you, you know you, they should have moved forward with you and they said no, and now you got another call, right? And yeah. you gotta you gotta be on top of your game. So how how do you keep that great mental mindset? It's very important to forget. Yeah. You know, when you show up at the next house, you can't be focused on what happened before. Yeah. Personally, I keep a picture of my wife uh, after giving birth to my oldest son. Yeah. And she's, she looks rough, yeah. Bob. Yeah. And uh, I was there for the delivery of uh, Charles, and uh, and I keep that picture in my truck. Mm -hmm. And anytime I think this is hard or I've got it rough, et cetera, like yeah. you, you were saying, I look at that picture of her right mm -hmm. after giving birth. Mm -hmm. And uh, it reminds me that I've got it easy. Mm -hmm. Perspectively. For sure. Right? Sure. I, I'm not pushing children out of my body yeah. and raising them and doing what she does. So she has her part. I have mine. And, and that's what I do. I just got to stay focused on I've got the easy part of it. Yeah. She's got to do everything else. All I got to do is go run calls every day. Yeah. So your family is your big motivator. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's great. Last question. What advice would you have for other, you know, technicians like yourself out there that maybe they've only been doing this a couple of years and they're doing okay, but they're like, boy, I really want to take it to the, the next level. You know, there's certain little words of wisdom or, or, or you know, tidbits you could you'd want to pass along to them. Find a process. Mm -hmm. Find a process. Mm -hmm. That's very important that mm -hmm. you uh, find a way that you're going to go into every home and uh, address every call yeah. and, and stick to that process. Mm -hmm. If you don't have a process, if you don't plan, then it's not going to turn out any certain way. Mm -hmm. When you have a process, and you perfect that process by doing it every single call. Yeah, that's when you start seeing results. Mm -hmm. You guys, I'm sure, train quite a bit, right? A lot, a lot. And you still enjoy it and understand the value. I mean, I'm sure you still see the value in practicing that process. I, I have the pleasure of actually training M1 or maintenance technicians oh, at my company. That's I interesting. love it. Yeah, I invite them to my house. My wife fixes them dinner, we role play, we read scripts, we train on anything that could possibly happen in a house. Yeah. I want you as a maintenance technician to be successful. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, it's very important. The more successful you are, the better, stronger the company's gonna be and uh, better chances I have of, of having a job tomorrow. Yeah, I hear all the time, well, I, my guys know everything. We don't need to role play anymore. What do you, what, what do you say to that? You know, you've only been doing this for a few years. That's scary. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, things change too quickly yeah. in this industry. Technology, uh, what's available. Um, if, if you're not on top of your training, if you're not staying up to date. Yeah. 
Oh, I feel of. sorry for you, Bob. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna have your customers eating breakfast with me. That's right. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, Charles, thank you so much for all your time today. This was a lot of fun, and uh, just to really appreciate it. Thank you, Bob. I appreciate you. That's Charles Dozman of Wirenet Home Services in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Thanks for joining us. If you feel like you have a great story worth sharing that would also help other contractors, please email me at bhouchin at yoursgi.com. Also, if you enjoyed today's show, if you're on YouTube, give us a like and subscribe. If you're on your favorite podcast player, leave us a five-star review, and please join us for future episodes. It's my promise to you that we'll continue to interview successful contractors and other influential individuals in residential contracting. This has been The Successful Contractor, powered by Success Group International. Support for this podcast comes from Dynamic. Dynamic Air Quality Solutions supplies the private-labeled Clean Air Defense System IAQ products exclusively to SGI members. Based on science and logic, these high-performing IAQ products control all three phases of indoor air contamination and are supported by world-class technical and communication training for your entire team. Learn how to build an IAQ culture within your company with highly profitable IAQ products while helping your clients breathe cleaner, healthier, and fresher indoor air. To partner with us, email Michelle Hogan today at worldclass at dynamicaqs.com. The Successful Contractor Podcast is part of the Success Group International family. SGI is the largest member-owned best practices organization for independent residential services contractors. SGI provides its members a competitive edge through proven proprietary management tools and expertise, marketing programs, training, and group buying power, along with a highly active and eager to help membership. For more information about Success Group International, visit www.yoursgi.com. <music>